So welcome to this first episode on the special private podcast series. This episode is all about how to know if you can actually thrive as a teacher. You know, as teachers, we all have those moments where we feel like we're just surviving and that this is not what we signed up for, right? Many of us likely became teachers because we wanted to have an impact in this world, on students' lives, on causes that are bigger than ourselves. But more often than not, we get bogged down in the day-to-day challenges of teaching, right? From difficult parents to behavior issues with students, from the massive number of essays that need grading, saving up our nights and weekends spent planning for the week ahead, only to sometimes have those lessons just epically fail, right? When was the last time you enjoyed a Sunday evening? Think about that. One that was free of anxious butterflies in your stomach, One where you didn't even think about your lesson for the following morning or that parent-teacher conference on Tuesday. I would venture to say that it's probably hard to remember when your Sundays weren't filled with what's been dubbed as the Sunday scaries, right? We see that all over social media. And it really is overwhelming how common this feeling is for most classroom teachers, right? At some point along the way, a lot of us just began to accept that, you know what, this feeling is simply normal. Right? We may have even surrendered to this notion that maybe there's no hope for change. I know that was certainly me. right? And in today's episode, in this private podcast series, I want to openly challenge this thought process just because I've gone through it myself. Like I've been where you are, and I've also been on the other side. I've gone through it and had a successful experience on the other side of it. Because at the end of the day, There has got to be a more fulfilling way to send our Sundays rather than sitting there just riddled with anxiety, right? Perhaps our Sundays could even be the best, most energizing days of our week. Imagine that possibility. And one way that we actively tackle this giant mental block in our lives, at least for me when I was going through that, was to seek advice, right? To seek coaching, to seek strategies from others. I'm constantly, even now, seeking guidance on like how to shift my perspective, how to nurture my mental health in personal and professional areas of my life. And that is exactly what this podcast series is essentially meant to do for you. This is the series that I wish I had as a teacher before I quit. Because at the end of the day, you know this, but I just want to remind you, you are more than a teacher. You are more than the resources that you present in your classroom. You are more than your students' test scores. You are likely also a friend, a mom, a coach, a wife, a husband, a partner, a colleague, so many other aspects to your identity. And really, you deserve to thrive in those areas too. And we want you to be able to thrive, to enjoy your work, and enjoy your life outside of school. And today, and in this private podcast series, we're going to talk about how to actually make that a reality. But before we dive in, I do want to share a personal story with you to kind of set the scene for, quite frankly, like where this all stemmed from, like where EB even came from. And perhaps you can relate to some of my story as I share it with you. So from an early age, maybe this was you too, like I loved pretending to play teacher with my stuffed animals. I had two younger brothers who are five and six six years younger than I am. 
And I dreamed of just being a teacher one day. My mom was a teacher. My dad was a teacher. My grandparents were teachers. My aunt was a teacher. Teaching was just a part of my blood, it felt like, right? And I remember finally being offered a teaching position like it was yesterday. It was crazy, actually. It was five days before the new school year was supposed to start. The principal of a local high school I had applied for a teaching position for called me and offered me the position to teach American literature. Originally, I was hired to just be their grant writer, and they had a teacher leave to go to another school, and they're like, hey, we we need you to teach now. And that's what I had wanted. I accepted the grant writing position because I just needed a job. It was 2008. You know, it was just before everything got crazy. And it was actually hard to find a teaching job at that time. And so they gave me the keys five days before school started. They gave me those two big red anthology books, right? It's American literature in high school. And they're like, good luck. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I supposed to do? I was scared. I was ecstatic at the same time. And like, I was finally going to have my own classroom. And I kind of want to take you back to your own experience. When you first got your first classroom, when you first became a teacher, when you got that job offered to you, what was that like? What were your emotions? How are you feeling? Probably similar to me. But I will say, so I was 22, right? I was right out of, out of college, basically right out of high school, teaching high school juniors, so out of my element. But like, this is what I wanted. I wanted to be a teacher. I went back to school at the same time. I was getting my master's degree while I was teaching. But one thing that I found that was an incredibly big problem for me in those first three and a half years of teaching is that I constantly found myself butting heads against the system, right? And I say like the system in quotes capitalized. It was a system that made being a great teacher without working until like 11 p.m. at night and you know for six hours on Sundays it made that seem like it was an impossible task to do anything otherwise. Like this is just what teaching was. And at the school where I was at, all of the other teachers at my school also stayed late. And they always said to me, you know, working Sundays, it's just a part of the job. Like that was the mentality that I was surrounded by. And in fact, one of my administrators even told me, you know, this is just what teaching is, right? This is what you signed up for, like get used to it. And I think at the end of the day, She was trying to protect me from disappointment, but you know, who knows? But what I do know is that those words in that moment stung badly because I was a good teacher. I was a good teacher, but I was absolutely wrecking myself trying to be a great teacher. That's just who I am. That's who a lot of us are as teachers. We want to do the best for our students. We want to be good at what we do, right? Fulfilled by our profession. And then one day I I was just done. I walked into the principal's office and I quit. And that was mid-March of 2012. So 2012, mid-March, I didn't even make it to the end of the school year. I was like, I'm out, I'm leaving. And I lined up another job. I spent a year working at Clear Channel Media and Entertainment. I was selling radio advertising. That's like iHeartRadio. I got to meet Usher, which was really cool. Ryan Seacrest. I got to, you know, sit in on some of the morning shows and be a part of the whole thing. It was really fun. A ton of other celebrities too. I worked in Beverly Hills, like this big time job, whatever. I had Sundays completely off. Like I literally didn't work on Sundays because you can't, you don't respond to client emails on the weekend. I got paid a lot more. 
I was respected by my colleagues, my account managers. I was valued as an employee, as a team member. I got to take a lunch hour. I went to the bathroom whenever I wanted. I was in heaven. I was like, this is what it's about. But that was for like two months, three months. And then August came. And I was driving into Beverly Hills into my, you know, quote unquote, big time sales job. And I drove past scores of kids walking to their first day of school. And like even saying it now, gosh, what is this? 11 years later, it brings tears to my eyes. I saw those kids going to school with their backpacks on. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what have I done? I'm supposed to be in the classroom. Because I'll tell you right now, for me, I live and lead a very purpose-driven life. And the job that I had, this big-time job in Beverly Hills, was not a purpose-driven life. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to be like that. Not at all. This was my experience. And perhaps it resonates with you. But it was in that moment that it dawned on me how much my life lacked purpose It lacked meaning working in advertising and sales for me. Whereas teaching totally fulfilled my desire to impact people's lives. Like I want to have an impact on people's lives, period. I don't care what that looks like, how that's done. Sales and advertising and radio advertising was not it. Teaching was. I wanted to go back and make a difference in kids' lives. But I knew that if I was to go back, that something had to be different. I could not operate the way that I did those first three and a half years because I knew I'd find myself right back in the same spot again. I'd ultimately quit again. Changes absolutely needed to be made. I wanted to be able to love my job. I wanted to be able to be a great teacher. And I also didn't want to work ungodly hours anymore. I didn't want to dread Sundays because they were just a built-in workday. When I went back to the classroom after a miserable year in sales, and I will tell you right now, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Sometimes it might be, but in this case, it was not. When I went back into the classroom, the teacher across the hall from me completely transformed my life when she dropped this truth bomb on me. She said to me, it's not the system that's the problem. It's the system that's the problem. And when she said this to me, I was like, what? (laughs) My mind like exploded. I was like, what do you mean? And she continued to explain that I needed a system for planning, for teaching that essentially insulated me from this larger system of education, right? Because I can't necessarily do anything about that unless I'm going to go into politics, which is not for me. So I needed to find a way to impact my life in a way that I had control over, right? I needed to create a system that let me enjoy that Sunday to myself. A system that was going to change the game for me that quite frankly, ultimately did. And that teacher across the hall from me was Jessica. And she and I started EB Academics way back in 2016 with a desire to not only help middle school ELA teachers become great reading and writing teachers, engaging lessons, all rigorous lessons, all that stuff, but ultimately to help give them their lives back outside of the classroom. And that has been our mission ever since. And the system that Jessica was talking about was batch planning. And we're going to talk about that in the series. 
And batch planning, I will tell you right now, was a transformational game changer for me. And it is about to be for you too. But we can't go there just yet. And I'll tell you why. Something massive has to shift in you first before you believe that it's possible for you. The first step that you must work through is to figure out what you really, really, really actually want. What do you really want in this life? And I know that this is like a big existential question, but it's the darn truth when it comes to this, right? If the pain of where we are is so great to the point that we can barely stand it anymore, where I was, right? That I quit. That pain was real. But I want you to use that pain to actually prompt you into action. Because if we're relatively comfortable, if we're not in pain enough, as weird as it sounds, it can be really hard to make a change, like a lasting change that's going to stick. And so that's what I want us to start with today. And this is going to be a little exercise. I want you to take out a piece of paper if you can. And if you can't, if you're driving, I want you to come back and re-listen to this episode. And I want you to do this exercise because it matters. I want you to write down this question at the top of a piece of paper. Okay. You're going to write the following down. What do I really, really want in life? From my teaching life, from my life outside of the classroom. And I'd invite you to spend like five minutes reflecting on this, 10 minutes reflecting on this. Turn on the gladiator soundtrack and just stream of consciousness, just write. Like my English teacher, Mr. Yeager, used to call it word vomit. Just get it out of your brain onto paper. And if you can't think of what to write, you can literally write, I can't think of anything until something actually comes to your mind because your subconscious will begin to speak to you. You'll start to see your subconscious come out. Something will come out of you that you'll be like, whoa, I didn't know that's what I was actually feeling, that I was actually thinking that, that that's what I actually want. And I I want you to go ahead and pause. And I want you to do that. You need to get really clear on your vision for your life. Okay. Did you pause? Are you good? If not, I'm telling you, you got to do this. It makes a freaking difference. So now that you know, hopefully your stream of consciousness, your subconscious released it for you. Now that you know what you really, really want, you get to answer this next question, which is the key. What does that thing that you want need from you? What does that thing that you want need from you? Because if that is truly what you really, really want, then it is time right now to shift into the person that you get to become in order to make that a reality. Yeah, it will be hard, 100%. But if it's what you really want, you absolutely can do it. Think about that. If you really, really want something, I don't know about you, but me, I will move mountains to make things happen for what I really, really actually want. So if what you really want is to no longer work on Sundays or no longer bring home work after school, or you want to leave school by 3.30 every single day, whatever it might be, then you are going to have to change something in order to make that a reality. And this is tough love. Like This is Coach Caitlin coming out from when I taught high school basketball, coached high school basketball. You have got to change 
Because if you keep doing what you've always done, you will always get what you've always got. Think about that. That is so powerful. Write that down somewhere to remind yourself. If you keep doing what you've always done, you will always get what you've always got, meaning nothing will change if you don't change, period. And that's hard to hear. But we are here in this podcast series to help you make the invisible visible to you, to make that vision for your life a reality. That's what we're here to do. It will take work, hard work, because most of us don't want to change anything about who we are or how we operate. Or if we do, a lot of us will choose to give up right before we hit that breakthrough where everything changes. And this is not just belief in self or motivation. It is about the doingness of what we don't want to do sometimes. It's in the discipline of staying true to our word, to ourselves. So as we work through this podcast series and we give you actionable steps, you are just going to get to start taking in order to create a life as a teacher where you thrive instead of just survive. I want to offer you a phrase that will be very, very helpful for you. One that has served me personally tremendously in my life when adopting new ways of being. And that phrase is never question the decision. Never question the decision. Because once you've decided that this is what you really want, if you ever feel like you can't do it, whether that's taking a weekend to lesson plan for a month in advance or closing the door to your classroom during your prep period so no one bothers you, whatever it is, you come back to what it is that you really, really want. Head down, stay focused, get it done, be disciplined. And that's hard to do. Most people won't do it, but you get to be different this time. Write out that vision for your life that you reflected on earlier on a post-it note. Put that post-it note on your computer, type it up, print it out, frame it, whatever you write it on your forehead. Like I used to tell my students, right? That why is what will keep you going. It's what will keep you disciplined. Even when you face your own resistance to the change, you know, you need to make in your life. And over time, what will happen is that you will start to create evidence for yourself that you are this type of person. I heard Alex Hermosi say recently that to, um, to gosh, what was the first part of it? I can't remember the first part of the second part of it. He said, I outworked my self-doubt. How did I become the person I wanted to become? I outworked my self-doubt to the point that I had so much evidence that I was this person, that I just was this person, right? You are this type of person that is disciplined with your lesson planning time. Like this is just who you are now. And the narrative that we tell ourselves, the narrative that you tell yourself, the subconscious that you are telling your brain is going to create your reality. So you are the type of person that's disciplined with your lesson planning time. You are the type of person that stays focused on getting those grades completed during your prep period. Even when you'd rather walk around school, talking to colleagues, distracting yourself from the hard work. I get it. Been there, done that, right? And once you create more evidence of that future reality, the more likely you are to simply become that person and operate in that way. It is simply who you now have become. So I want you to believe 
that you absolutely can become the type of teacher who thrives and no longer just survives. And I do want to note here too, that we're talking about what we can control. I am not denying, and we are not saying that there isn't a larger system at play that is a massive part of the problem. That exists 1,000%. And we also get to create a system of our own that insulates us as much as possible from all of that noise from the big system at play. And this is how we do that. Because I want to talk about three obstacles that you will get to overcome in order to be the type of teacher who thrives, in order to make this a reality in your life. Number one that is key is you have to believe that you are someone who can do it. Like that is key. You have to believe it. Write it down somewhere. Start pouring it into your subconscious. And I want to give you a spoiler alert that you are because I'm proof of that. I was the teacher who quit after three and a half years because I couldn't handle it anymore. And when I went back to the classroom, the pain was so great because I knew what was on the other side. I was not going back to corporate America. I was going to stay in the classroom that time. But I was going to figure out a way to do it in a way that allowed me to thrive. And I believed that it was possible because I saw somebody else do it. And that was Jessica. And I want to tell you right now that I've seen thousands of other teachers do this. I'm not a unicorn. It is not unique to me. It is not unique to Jessica. It is unique to the belief in self that it's possible. That's the difference. So that's the first obstacle you'll get to overcome is that you have to believe that you are someone who can do it. And spoiler alert, you are. Number two, you have to believe that what we're going to teach you is going to work. We've helped thousands of teachers around the world achieve success in and out of the classroom. We know what we're going to teach you on these next few private podcast episodes works. Seen it happen time and time again. We're not unicorns. It works. Okay, so you have to believe that. And number three, you also have to believe, and this is key, that now is the time that all of this will take place for you. You get to choose to be one of two people. The person who constantly says, oh, I'll start Monday or I'll start next week or whatever excuse you want to create for yourself or like I'll start after I get back from vacation. We all know that person. I was that person. Maybe sometimes you are that person. There's no judgment. I'm saying you get to choose. Or you can be the type of person who decides that right now, like in this moment, this is the time that you are going to start to create lasting change, that this will be that moment that you look back at five years from now and you will say to yourself, God, thank God I listened to that podcast episode that changed my life. But that is entirely up to you. That's your choice. So who do you want to be? What do you really, really actually want from this life, from your life outside of the classroom? Because if you're ready, We're ready to do this with you. Like, this is what we love. This is our mission. This is our passion in life. And that's what we're going to do over these next couple of episodes. And so I want to wrap it up for you. That you want to write 
your vision for your life on a post-it note. Put it on your computer, keep it front and center in your life, and make the commitment now that you are somebody who can make a massive change in your teaching life, that you trust that what we're going to teach you will work for you, and that now is the time in your life that it's going to happen. And my hope is that a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, you look back at this person that you currently are and you don't even recognize them because of just how much you've grown into the person who gets to create the vision that they have for their life. And I know that you can do it. It's possible. And I know this first episode is mindset stuff and maybe a little woo for some of you, but this is the stuff that makes the difference. How many tips have you read? How many strategies have you read? How many podcasts have you listened to? How many blog posts? How many resources? How many whatever? And nothing's changed. It's because of you. It's because you get to decide and have the belief in self that this is it. It's all about what we believe is possible. It's incredibly powerful. It's incredibly freeing. It's incredibly empowering that we are in control simply by telling ourselves that we believe it to be possible. I know that you can do it. I know you can do it. You know you can do it. So let's get started with our first actionable episode, which is three simple habits that you can adopt today that will change your teaching life. And both Jessica and I will be a part of that episode. So I'm excited to bring her over to the podcast as we start to dive into things. But this, there's anything that's going to be the most difficult thing that you do. It's this episode right here. So you've got this. You can do it. We are here for you. And we believe in you.